0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The focus for our meditation today is the epistle reading from St. James, specifically the exhortation found in verse 8, which reads, you also be patient. Establish your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is at hand. Patience. The Lord has taught me a great lesson in patience this past week. And he used the likes of these guys to do it. This is uh, my daughter's favorite stuffed animal, Mr. B. Um, And she carries it around everywhere she goes. Um, And the irony of the situation this week where she was holding it in her hands and hugging it like she normally does while there were 20 to 30 wasps flying around us in the house uh, made me kind of chuckle. So I thought I would bring it today um, and again talk about the lesson of patience that I learned. Um, Over the past week, we were dealing with a massive wasp infestation in the Vicarage House. Um, What started off with killing just a few wasps a day turned into killing 30 to 40 a day. Um, And then eventually that was just continuing to happen and we realized that there was a much bigger problem than we thought. Um, The wasps had made their home in the wood behind our kitchen cabinets and in the basement. And so there were hundreds of them in the house, behind the walls and in the house, uh, just flying around. And so we had to hire um, an exterminator to come in and and take care of that. And since the Packers had uh, a Monday night game last week and the Ryder Cup, the professional golf tournament was happening in Sheboygan, there were no hotels. They were all booked. So we had to move out um, and go to Appleton for a few days. We found a hotel there. Um, and then we transitioned back to a hotel in Green Bay on Wednesday. And then we were there until Friday evening when we were finally allowed to return back to the house um, as a family, which was great. <laughs> um, and during that time, of course, you know, the girls developed colds, so they get, got sick. And so it was sickness and stress of no sleep and traveling and uncertainty about the house and general life stress with two young children um, definitely put my patients and my wife's patients to the test this past week. So who would have thought that such small critters could cause such problems and chaos in one's life, but they do. (laughs) But why do I tell you that story, and why do I bring my daughter's stuffed animal here? Well, again, it's because patience. And St. James is talking to us about patience in the epistle today. And as we come to this last chapter of James, James chapter 5, let's keep in mind that James is writing this letter to a very young Christian congregation uh, in the the early church who's being persecuted by the Roman government for their faith. Uh, James is writing to them to encourage them, to instruct them how to live out their Christianity with patience among the hostile world around them. And in this section, James connects the idea of patience with suffering. And suffering is a part of our earthly life, whether we like it or not. We can try and avoid suffering as much as possible, but the fact is we will never truly be able to avoid it, nor should we really try. And suffering takes many forms and many shapes in our lives. My family's WASP situation this week is nothing in comparison to someone losing a job or losing a house to a fire, getting a recent cancer diagnosis, or losing a loved one. But all suffering, small and great, has a purpose. Suffering is in our life to grant us true patience. It is there to remind us that this earthly life is not all that we have, and it is not what we are supposed to put our hope and our trust in. Suffering is there to turn the focus of our faith, our hope, and our trust from ourselves back onto God. focusing on his final return when he will put an end to all suffering. Unfortunately, though, many times, suffering doesn't work that way. Instead, it causes us to focus on ourselves and to keep us trapped in the misery of the moment. Suffering brings out our lack of patience in life. Take, for example, the Israelites in our Old Testament lesson today. They were on their desert journey And they were grumbling against God for their sufferings and lacking decadent food in the desert. They longed for the meat and the cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic that they had while they were in Egypt. And they were wholly unsatisfied with how God had provided the manna for them in the wilderness to sustain them on the way. And so instead of trusting God who had already proved himself to them by his faithfulness and forgiving them over and over every time they grumbled and sinned against him, and for all the times that he was continuing to provide them food and water on this trip, they chose to look past God's provision and focus on their desire to fill their bellies with temporal goods. They completely lost sight of the fact that their temporal suffering had a wonderful ending waiting for them in the Promised Land that was flowing with milk and honey. Instead of falling on God's mercy and his compassion, they gave in to their selfish desires and impatient hearts. And there were times this week when I turned into a grumbling Israelite many times. We all do it. In the midst of suffering, we tend to turn in frustration and anger away from God questioning him as to why he has allowed something like this to come upon us. We think that we know best and that we can take the situation and fix it ourselves. We get caught up in the moment, and in doing so, we miss the opportunity to slow down, to look to God, and to grow in our faith as we rely on him for all things great and small. For the fact is, we are not promised an easy way out of suffering in this life. Instead, we are called to fight through it with our eyes ever heavenward, waiting for the coming of our Lord, as St. James says, waiting for the Lord to return and put away this earthly suffering for good and to give us the promises of his cross, that new life that is truly free from suffering. For the cross of Christ and his sufferings, are the answer to our crosses and our sufferings in this life. The cross of Christ gives us the true perspective we are to have in the midst of our suffering. And that perspective is that we, again, look to God, for he is known in the midst of suffering. He wants us to seek him out in the midst of our trials and our pain, to cast our burdens upon him, for he is the Lord of compassion and mercy And he desires to give those gifts to us in the midst of our suffering. So when you face a test of your patience in the midst of a suffering, turn to God. Turn to him in prayer. Open your Bible. Read the comforting message of the cross and what he has to say. Read the Psalms. They are prayers to God and they are your prayers too in time of need and in joy upon the Almighty name of God who has made you his beloved child in baptism and who promises to care for you in all things. Turn to the God who tells you to turn to him, who wants you to turn and crawl back to him to see him and to know that he is there in the midst of your suffering. Turn to God in praise. Lift up a joyful song to the Lord, though not always easy in the midst of suffering, something we are called to do and have the unique ability to do as Christians, to seek joy in the midst of suffering. For our Lord found joy in the midst of his suffering as he went to the cross, nailed our sins there, and brought redemption and reconciliation back to his people, the greatest joy he could do. And give thanks to your redeemer for the redemption that you have. And again, for that fact that he stands by you to preserve you through whatever the world throws at you. For your earthly life is secure in him and your eternal life is secure in him. The temporal sufferings of this life pale in comparison to the glorious joys that await us all in heaven where we will forever dwell with our Lord. So yes, we all have wasp-like sufferings in our life, some greater, some smaller. But in all of our sufferings, we know that we are being sharpened in this life. So we should see our sufferings as a way to grow in our patience, as a way to grow in our trust for God's ultimate care for us in all sectors of our life. Turn from your grumbling and look past what is right before your eyes, for it will all pass away soon. Everything is temporary until we get to heaven. Therefore, our goal as Christians is to know that this life, with its ups and its downs, are to keep us steadily focused. Steadily focused on the God who provides for all our needs, who fills us with all good things, as the psalmist says, who destroys the wicked and the evil of this present age, and who calls us to rely on his grace as we traverse this life of tears, knowing that the life that he has prepared for us is greater than anything we can hope for or imagine. So dear brothers and sisters in Christ, because of who you are now in Christ, you don't have to act like the rest of the world when suffering comes upon you. Instead, in your suffering, you can open your mouth and declare with all the Christians around you, with the heavenly hosts, I am glad in the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.